entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up. Turn me down. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How are you doing? This is the YFYI podcast. I am your host, Sonny D, and this is the first podcast of 2017. So we've got a lot of salutations, happy new years, hope your year is going well. The first month is already gone. I haven't done a podcast since New Year's Eve. I am already behind schedule. Took a little break from podcasting just for a few weeks while I was getting my year geared up and started up. Lots of things have been going on. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a repeat listener, if you've been listening, if you've listened to every 52 episodes on the podcast, welcome back. If you're a new listener, you've never listened to any episodes and you just found the YFYI podcast, welcome to the podcast. This is where you come to get your mind right, get your money right, talk about how you can make your first year in the beauty industry or whatever industry you're entering the best it can possibly be. This is where you we talk about not surviving but thriving in the business of beauty or whatever business you're in. I'm having a lot of people that are not in the beauty industry come across the information and the things that we're sharing and reading my book. If you haven't read YFYI the book, I'm going to invite you to make sure you do that. Grab yourself a copy if you don't already have one. You can get a copy of YFYI the book at yourfirstyearin.com. I will mail it to you. I'll sign it. I'll write your name in there, write you a little note, write you a message, put it in an envelope and send it out with my own two hands. At 1.0 Media, I'm the writer, I'm the packager, I'm the mailboy, I'm the you name it. I'm the CEO, Chief Everything Officer. So I'm excited to be here, excited to talk to you guys. Haven't talked to you guys in a minute. Hope your year is going well. My year is off to a great start. And if you're following YFY on Instagram, your first year in, definitely you'll be inspired. So make sure you check out our Instagram page. We're trying to build up our followers there. And of course, follow me on any of the social mediums. Look for Sunny D on Snapchat or on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever you like to spend your time, whatever channel you like to tune into, check me out there and I'm sure to keep you motivated, entertained and inspired with information, business tips and different things that I share on a regular basis. Been having fun doing some videos lately of my company, my salon team in action. So I'm doing these weekly recap videos and they've been received pretty well. So I go around and throughout the week as I travel between the salons, you know, catching my team being awesome, taking pictures and making little videos, I had this idea. I'm like, you know what? I should take these 
clips and videos and, and do little mashups of our week. So we've got, you know, four weeks in, fifth week now, getting ready to, to drop that video. So you'll see those on like our Facebook page. Some of those also are on our salon's Instagram page, which is at the salon 1.0. So be sure to check that out. Tune in. So how's your, how's your year going? Are you off to a good start? Are you staying on track? Did you set a lot of big goals? Did you set some big goals for this year? You know, we set some pretty ambitious goals for this year. And I think the most ambitious goal for for me and for my company, the Salon 1.0, for our business is, you know, we have a goal this year to open 10 new locations. Now, when you hear that, and for those of you who know our company, you know we have two right now that are fully functioning, rocking and rolling and growing. Two right now, and we have an ambition to open 10. That's the goal, 10 new ones this year. How is that going to happen? Not for me to worry about. When you're thinking about setting your big goal, the first thing I want you to do is set that goal. I don't want you to start talking yourself out of it or even talking yourself into it. But when you set the goal, set a big goal in every area of your life, Something that actually makes you feel uncomfortable when you even talk about it or think about it. So 10 is a big number and we're going to be pushing at that number for the next 12 months and we want to hit it. Now, if we come up short, nine, we come up a little short, maybe eight, come up a little short, maybe seven. Think about coming up short on a huge goal versus coming up short on a small goal. What if our goal was we want to open one new location this year and we came up short on that? Zero. Think about it. Would you rather come up short on a massive goal like 10 or on a short goal like one? Because you come up short on one, you're at zero. means you didn't accomplish anything. So think about that as you're looking at your goals for this year. Did you set some goals that were small? Did you set some goals that aren't even, don't even get you motivated to get out of bed in the morning? I want you to look at your goals and I want you to think about maybe doubling them, tripling them, quadruple, 10xing your goals. What's your big goals for your business this year? What's your big goals in your personal life this year? What's your big goal for your spiritual life this year? What's your big goal for your professional life this year? You know, there was a goal that that I had that I actually got to accomplish on the 15th of January with a bunch of my team members and some of their uh, loved ones. I went and jumped out of an airplane. That was a goal that I had. And that was something I wanted to do for like 15 years. Never fully committed to it. And then at our Christmas party, we put it down on the calendar that we were going to jump out of an airplane on January 15th. And guess what happened on January 15th? We saddled up and we went and did it. And, and I fell in love with it. I can't wait to do it again. I can't. And you know, one of my goals is to become fully certified. So I get to do 25 jumps to get certified. But whether you want to jump out of an airplane or not, it's going to be commitment. That's what's going to get you closer to your goal this year. So <clears throat> I want you to think about your goals, which ones you can add to, double, triple, 10x them, add to them, 
They should make you a little uncomfortable when you first look at them. So that's one of our big goals for our business. And you're going to have business, personal, professional. You're going to have financial. You want to double your income this year, triple your income this year. Grow your business by 50%. Grow your business by 100%. What are your goals? And are you still on track? You know, most people by the 15th of January, the the nostalgia of the new year has already worn off. Kind of the new car smell, the new year smell has already worn off. And most people are just back pecking at the same wood, doing the same thing. It's Groundhog Day again. I don't want that to be you guys. Nobody that's in YFYI, nobody that's part of our crew is going to be in that boat. So that's you included if you're a listener. Whether you're a new subscriber to the podcast or you've been here for a minute, haven't even read the book, don't even know who I am, just stumbled across this by pure accident. Nobody that's part of our crew is going to be settling for the same old, same old. So I want you to be thinking big. I want you to be pushing. I want you to be reaching. I want you to be stretching. I want you to be clawing every single month, every single day, every single hour, every single week, every single minute of every single day. That's what it's about, right? That's what life's about. Life isn't about just taking it easy, being comfortable, being careful. Being cautious, taking no risk. That's not what life's about. Who wants that kind of life? You know what that sounds like? It sounds like dead. That sounds like dead people that are in a box. That's where they're at, comfortable. They don't take any risk. They don't move. They're careful. They're still. They're not making any noise. They're not ruffling any feathers. They're not making any quick movements. They're not taking any chances. They're just in a box, all dressed up nowhere to go. Is that what you want to be? Is that what kind of life you want? I don't think so. Because if it is, then I probably already irritated you and you aren't listening anymore. So that's okay. But this is, this is where we want to talk about going, going to the top. You know, for some of you guys, I want to, I just want to share a couple things with you as you're looking at your business. You know, I I want you to think about this is uh, doing the right thing. You know, for some of you that follow me on Facebook, you may have seen I posted a blog from my Medium. If you follow me on Medium, I have a blog on there. Well, I posted a link to an article, and the article has gotten a lot of fanfare, a lot of people writing me, private messaging me, wanting to, you know, know what the deal is. But I wrote this article. It was how I lost $300,000 in 48 hours. I'm going to give you the quick rundown of the story. But I want you to go and read that article because there's a lot to learn in the story. And, and for me, you know, yeah, it's frustrating. I was mad for a second, but I don't have time to be mad for more than a second because I always am moving forward and, you know, on to the next, on to the next. But I'm going to give you the quick rundown real quick from my voice to your ears. So a friend of mine, ex-friend of mine, I should say, uh, her name is Ryan. She has a salon in Spring Hill. I've known her. She actually was a student of mine at Paul Mitchell, the school. 
I've known her for, you know, five plus, six, seven years since she was a student. And she has a salon. She's doing her thing up there in Spring Hill. Has a salon. It's jamming. Uh, was her, I guess it was her aunt's salon. She came, you know, moved away, then moved back and got involved. And, you know, now they're they're doing their thing. So that's one of the characters that's in the story. And the other character, two characters, one was my Paul Mitchell sales consultant. Her name is Lisa. <clears throat> Known her for 10, 11 years. And the other is another salon owner named Joyce. Known her for 10, 11 years since I pretty much started with Paul Mitchell. So anyway, early December, Joyce approaches me and this is the second time she's approached me in the last few years she approaches me and with the conversation that we have is basically she wants to get rid of her salon she offered it to me a couple years ago couldn't really agree on terms and what the financials were looking like at the time so it kind of fizzled out and she kept trucking along and so now, this past December, a couple months ago, she comes to me and she's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if you're interested in the salon. So I go meet with her and basically she lays it out. She's done, wants to move on. She's going to just do her own thing, go rent a little space. Wants to get rid of the salon. Wants to know if I'm interested. First person she thought of, on and on. No money. Just wants to basically hand over the keys and, and be able to walk away. So in the process, I ask her, I'm like, hey, is there anybody else involved in this deal? She says, no. You're the only person, first person I thought of. I'm like, all right, let me look at the financials. There's a process called due diligence. Whenever you're investigating a deal, something you want to do. I've, I've been burned a couple times in business from not doing due diligence, not looking at financials, not understanding where the lease is at, whose the name's on the lease, what's whose, is there debt owed, is there no debt owed, what the story is. Just going in with my passion and my passion cost me, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars and basically almost bankrupted me. So I'm doing due diligence. I want to look at the numbers. She has a couple staff members there. I want to interview the staff. I want to know if there's anybody else involved because one of the things in business, if there is somebody else involved, are you the first? Are you the second? What position are you in? Is it somebody that you know? Is it somebody that you don't know? So you have to ask questions. So we started the process in the middle of December and step by step, I go, I interview the staff members that are there. They're interested in staying. I wanted to know why she was leaving. She just said she was done. She realized she wasn't, you know, the leader that, you know, they needed or the leader that, you know, she needed to be. And she tried it. She tried being a salon owner for 10 years and at this point was ready to roll out. She also already tells me that she's already put a deposit down on her space down the street. So I'm like, wow, she's moving kind of fast. So I let her know. I was like, you know, there's a process I have to go through. <clears throat> and once we check off everything, we can see if there's a fit. So that process, look at the financials, did that check. I go and interview the staff that's currently there and, and ask them what they think's working, what's not working, They're, they want to stay, did that check. Got to talk to the landlord and review the lease. So we're hitting Christmas, everyone's on vacation or taking time off. So as soon as he gets back, 
I get in touch with them and I'm getting the lease to read through to check that box off. Now, right around that time when he's coming back from vacation and I'm reaching out to him, my sales consultant was rolling around going salon to salon and decided to let Ryan, my ex-friend, detail with her. So detailing, basically, she gets in the car, rides around, and the goal was for her to ride around and introduce her to some salons around Tampa so she could book her some classes because she just became an educator. Nice, right? So as she's rolling around, the conversation comes up about the salon. She, Lisa, talks to Joyce about the salon. Ryan overhears it, maybe, or just talks to Lisa directly, more probably, about the salon and seems to be interested. Now, Lisa knows, because she's friends with Joyce, that I'm already involved in the deal. Joyce obviously knows I'm involved in the deal, and I know I'm involved in the deal. Now, in this same time period, the last step for me is to review the lease, and we're ready to roll. So Joyce and I are having some text messages back and forth. She's getting a little antsy, wanted to know like when we're going to be ready, because she wanted to be out of there by the first of the year. I said, you know, that's a little aggressive. Maybe the first week, second week of January is more realistic. And she agrees. That sounds good. And this is all happening. Then this day happens. Ryan's with Lisa. Here's about the deal. Seems to be interested. Lisa lets Joyce know she seems to be interested. And Joyce says, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about Ryan. I wonder if she's interested. Now, Ryan attempts to do a good thing. She reaches out to me and says, hey, I heard about this deal are you moving forward with it? Because Joyce is a little antsy and, and isn't, isn't, uh, isn't totally you know, sold on the fact that you're all in. And I said, well, I'm all in. She knows I have to just look at the lease. So that's the only step. <clears throat> so I reassure Joyce that I'm getting the lease. I've got now the lease. I'm looking at the lease. Lease looks good. We're ready to go. But in that same 24-hour period, Joyce reaches out, talks to Ryan. Ryan reaches out to me, asks me, and I let Ryan know that, yes, I'm moving forward with it. Now, what do you do at that point if you're Ryan? If you find out that a friend of yours, a fellow salon owner of yours, is about to close a deal, is ready to close a deal, you reach out to them to confirm everything and say, hey, I heard about this deal. Are you, are you moving forward with it? And they say, absolutely. What do you do at this point? I don't know. If I was Ryan at that point, I, move, I back up away from the table. I say, cool, it's your deal. I'm out. If you decide for whatever reason you don't like it, you're not going to take it, I am interested, let me know. That's how it should have ended. But that's not how it ended. Long story short, Ryan kept her nose in the deal, talked to Joyce, introduced some different terms that were never even spoken of between myself and Joyce, which turned out now Joyce is going to stay at the salon. Why is she leaving the salon? That was never even spoke of, which Joyce likes that idea. <clears throat> Ryan picks up on that and plays to that idea for Joyce about keeping her there. 
Because Joyce already had her deposit on the other place. And then I reach out to Joyce and say, hey, and I start not hearing anything back the next day. And then Joyce drops me a line and says, hey, I'm meeting, just to let you know, FYI, I'm meeting with Ryan tonight. So she detailed with Lisa on a Thursday. I spoke with her. Then a couple days later, let Joyce know, got the lease, everything looks good, don't hear back. And then the next day, hear from Joyce, and she says, she's meeting with Ryan? I'm like, what? Turns out, now Joyce meets with Ryan and wants to go with Ryan and have her take over the salon and the thing that was a big factor for her that was really important to Joyce, which she never brought up to me, was the fact that Ryan said she's going to let her stay there and she won't have to go rent her studio, which was her original plan, by the way. And when I approached Ryan, I said, hey, I thought you didn't want to, you know, when Ryan came to me, she said, you know, I just wanted to come to you as a friend, as a salon owner. I didn't want to get in the middle of anything you guys had worked out or were doing. That was what she came to me like. And so I said, hey, what's going on? Joyce said she's meeting with you. I thought you didn't want to get in the middle of everything. And then all of a sudden she says, well, she keeps pursuing me. She keeps pursuing me. And it turns in. Joyce now is pursuing her. She's wedged herself way up in the middle. And I talked to Joyce finally. I talked to Lisa. I said, what happened? Lisa, why did you open your mouth? Why did you talk and share my business with somebody? That deal was done. We were supposed to be opening the salon this coming week. And now all of a sudden... Joyce has a change of heart. Ryan doesn't know. She wasn't in the middle of it. Joyce pursued her, and the whole thing falls apart in the matter of two days. And so $300,000, which on average is what a salon of ours would produce, is now gone. How about that for a weekend? So that is... The shortish version, a lot more detail lives inside of the article. So you got to go on, you can go on my Facebook, Sonny D, S-O-N-N-Y, D as in delight, and check that article out, How I Lost $300,000 in 48 Hours. Now, why am I sharing this story with you? Because we're talking about doing the right thing. When you start a business, off doing the wrong thing, you've almost set yourself up for failure out of the gate. So doing the right thing, how hard would it have been, in this case, for Ryan to push back away from the table, have morals, have character, have integrity, and say, yep, he said he's moving forward with the deal, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to let Joyce know, hey, you know what, Joyce, I'm not interested I know Sonny, you know, is working on that or whatever, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really interested right now. Thanks, but no thanks. Even if Joyce was pursuing her, that would have been the right thing to do. And when I present that to Ryan as this is 
not a good situation. This isn't cool. This is very shady. This is, you know, this is like something you wouldn't do to somebody who you say is a friend and a mentor and a, a colleague and all that. And when it comes to business, I love business. I like it's a sport. It's an it's something I like to win at. But winning at the expense of tearing other people's deals apart or snaking somebody or or doing some kind of shady tactic, that's not winning. So doing the right thing. And when you start a business like that, it unfortunately, it's doomed from the start. Because then you're operating under this black cloud. You're operating under this cloak of no integrity, poor character, bad morals, bad foundation, not on solid ground. And so not only do you know that, your people know that, the people who you might be going into business with know that, and in the big scheme of things, you're operating under a black cloud. But it takes real guts and real courage to do the right thing. So I shared the article and I put a lot of the detail in there and I'm talking about it with you guys because as you watch my action and watch my work and listen to my words, what you're going to see is how could you do the right thing and still win? Because we don't have to backdoor or backstab or do any kind of shady tactics to win and neither do you. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. And how do you know what the right thing is? You know it in your gut. You know it if you take that that 30,000 foot perspective. You know, I like to call it like droning out. Look at the big picture. Back away. Look at it. In five years, 10 years, when you look at this, whatever decision you're about to make, does it feel like it's going to be the right thing? Are you going to burn bridges in the process? Are you, are you going to sever ties or relationships in the process? Is, the, is it worth it? Doing the right thing, I think, is always the right thing. So I know there's you know, other people out there in business, and you see, like you see, people that start, and you'll find it. You know, you can look at stories, look at history. History is a great, is a great tool to study because you can learn a lot. But businesses that start out by doing some kind of shady tactic, they have an expiration date on them. They don't, they don't have a, a lot of runway to work with. And it's unfortunate. But it could happen to anyone. It could happen to me. There's things in there as I was sharing that story with you. You may have thought, well, maybe you could have done this. Maybe you could have done that. You know, keeping your business information, guarding it a little closer, making sure that the parties that, you know, you're dealing with sign a non-disclosure or there's a letter of intent involved, you know, and when I look at that, a deal is a deal. So even if it's verbal, you know, that deal should have been done and it's not. And so at the time, like I said, mad for a second. But the big thing and the lesson, I think, for me and hopefully for you to learn is how to do the right thing, how to rebound onto the right track when you have an opportunity and it doesn't fall through. Look at it from all angles and understand there's always more opportunity. 
right? There's always more opportunity. There will always be more opportunity. So in this year, you know, starting out on a high note, right, as you came in the 2017, you never know what's in store. In the battlefield, especially of business, you're going to have people that don't want to play the game, that may want to cheat or cut corners. You're going to have people that are going to play the game at the highest level. For me, I like to play the game at the highest level. I like to play the game, you know, on <clears throat> on my terms, but at the not at the expense of others. Because I believe, I mean, on this planet there's enough for everybody that we can all get our piece of the pie. And as I continue to build and continue to grow, that's that's the that's the ethos that I operate from. And for those of you that know, I mean, it's, it's about me as, a, as a, a leader in the industry, you know, as an educator and a leader in the business community. I'm all about sharing information and helping people grow. And hopefully that you can pull some nuggets from that. I hope you guys do get over uh, to Facebook and, and read the article. Leave your comments. If you're listening to the podcast, leave your comments. Let me know what you think. And, you know, when I published the article, a lot of people weren't because they're in the community or they're connected with Paul Mitchell or whatever. They're like, oh, you know, you're so brave what you did to share and to be open and, you know, to kind of call somebody out that basically needed to get called out. But I can't support you publicly. I hope you understand, right? There's, there's always politics involved. This year, though, guys, I mean, in this life, at the end of the day, doing the right thing is the right thing. You know, and if you could, if somebody else comes along and, and reads that article and decides to maybe not get involved in, in some kind of deal with somebody because they know they're shady or they can see the signs because of something that I shared in their own deal that may help save them a mistake here or there, that's, that's the purpose. You know, and that's why I decided that, you know what, I'm going to share this story and hopefully it can be a lesson learned, hopefully a lesson learned by me for someone else. And I think that's part of doing the right thing. So I'm going to be as transparent as possible with you guys always. Talking about losses is just as important as talking about wins. At the end of the day, at the end of the year, having more wins than losses is called a winning season. And I'm going to continue to have winning seasons and hopefully through my actions, through my words that I write, that I speak, you'll be able to pick up things to help you have a winning season too. So thank you guys for listening to the YFYI podcast. Make sure you tune in each and every week where I'll be dropping new episodes as I continue to build, continue to push towards the goal continue to go out, do some speaking engagements. Just did a really cool one. Have some more coming up. Got tons of dates that are going to be coming up this year for the book tour. We're going to be all over the country. We've got an action-packed year, so hopefully you guys will come along and join in on the ride. Stay tuned to some of the things we're doing, and I hope to get to see you in a city soon at your school or at your salon or in a class or somewhere. Hopefully I'll get to see you. So thanks for listening, guys. 
This is Sunny D. This is the YFYI podcast. Make sure you share this with a friend, a family member, anybody that you think could use a little checkup from the neck up, some information, some motivation, some inspiration as you're going through your journey. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. See you soon. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood, for this pop, this hot, for this strong, with so many different flows. This one's for this song, the next one I switch up, this one will get bit up. These fucks too lazy to make up shit, they crazy, they don't paint pictures, they just trace me. You know what? Soon they forget where they club.